Hey everybody, you are listening to the We Are Ryzen podcast, your, ho- your source for all things Ryzen news, reviews of fights, etc, etc. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jay Christian Gary from Focus Fights. Hey, how y'all doing? And with us, we got two returning guests to talk over the huge Ryzen 14 card of New Year's Eve. Uh, with us, we got Teep to the Junk. And also of us is Joseph Matos. Hey, what's going on? The real one bump general is here. <laughs> so, uh, everybody, uh, as everybody knows, there was a, a Ryzen 14 card that, that happened a few weeks ago on New Year's Eve in Japan at the Saitama Arena. Saitama's famous Saitama Super Arena. Um, and um, I, I just want to get everybody's thoughts on the first part of the card. The Aranoka, the uh, the last yeah, uh, was it? What was the official title of it? It was called the was it called the Yarinoka? Ryzen Heisei's last Yarinoka, the last Yarinoka of the Heisei era. Exactly. Um, just for everybody who know, who doesn't know what they mean by Heisei, so now that the Emperor of Japan uh, Akihito is is descending or what do you call it? What do you call it when you step down from stepping down from the throne? Uh, relinquishing his post. Yeah, uh, he will. Uh, the, this is now the end of of his of that emperor's era. When uh, Hirohito, yeah, it, sorry, what was that Joseph? Yeah, the switch is official in April. Uh, yeah. Uh, they say who's going to take over? It's going to be a son, or it's going to be a daughter, or something. I don't know. Um, I have no idea. So uh, yeah, when uh, Hirohito, who was the emperor of Japan during World War Two, abdicate, uh, relinquished the throne and um. I think it was 1989 or 88 or sometime during the 80s. That was the end of the Showa era. So then when his son took over, who's the emperor currently, became the Heisei era. Anybody who's a Godzilla fan, you'll sometimes hear Godzilla fans say, Oh, I like the Godzilla from the Showa era. Not the Heisei era. Or shit like that. But, um... So, uh, yeah. Initially... This car was not, was, well, we did not know if this car was going to be shown at all in America, uh, outside Japan, specifically. And, uh, they happened to make an announcement, uh, I think it was, uh, two or three days before New Year's Eve that this show would be available to, to outside Japan on, on a 12-hour delay, is that correct? Uh, yes, I think yeah. it was. Stop, stop, yeah, stop. It would air, yeah, they said it would air after. I think 12 hours that was it. after 14 habits. That was it. That was but it, yes. When it came down to that, it would also be free for those who bought the Ryzen 14 car, be it domestically here in North America or internationally. Which I think that was a, gr- that was a great add-on to have. I really thought that was great of them to say, hey, you bought the show? Here's, here's the... I don't want to say it's a pre-show, but the, um, the preceding card or the preceding show... And you, you, along with, you basically got two shows for the price of one, which I thought was great. Yep. The, uh, and the, and the, store the better part about that is, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Joseph, but that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the better part about it was the fact that Ryzen, the, ah, damn, I'm making the same mistake Ralph Velez made when calling, the when naming the promotion, but still. Point of the matter is, the Ryzen Heisei slash Yarnoka card 
aired entirely commentary free. It aired free of commentary. Nobody really commentating the show in English or in Japanese, even though you still had the Japanese graphics up. It was just fun to hear the silence and the movement of the feet in the ring and Lenny Hart screaming her fucking head off. Um, yeah, you know, I, I like that there was no commentary. I, that was, it's like, whenever you watch those, um, you ever watch some of those, those WWE house shows, or those wrestling house shows, or those, those non-televised matches, and you can just, there's mm-hmm. no, you just hear the crowd, and you just hear what's yeah, going on or the ring. the, uh, or the house shows from some of the Japanese, uh, indies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, or, or, yeah, or, <laughs> or, or, you know, the ones that are on, uh. You know the ones that air on Nico Nico. Yes, or or Noah show since there's no sa- there's no sound going on those because they can't draw. Sorry, I had to make a Noah joke. Um, uh, sorry, I love Noah. I I love Noah. I love Noah. Um, even now, but yeah, um, yeah. Also, actually, they didn't just have the Japanese graphics. They also did have the names of the fighters on in English. Um, so you know they. I don't know if that's... I, I'm guessing that was... That's something that, that was in the original Japanese uh, broadcast as well. Um, but, you know, if that wasn't, you know... I'm happy that they decided to do that. Because, you know, let's be honest. Some of those fighters, you know, I never even heard of. And where they were also making their debuts as well. Yeah. Um, well, don't forget that, uh, if you remember, plenty of them girls from Deep Jewels were like... They, they want their shot at, at the big time. They wanted their shot on a rising show. Yeah. Um... Uh, uh, Christian, did they say, uh, now, they released, uh, 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 attendance figures for this show. Um, do you have those attendance figures, by any chance? Uh, I think it was around 7,000. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, it's important to know if we, with the, with the attendance, we need to add it with the attendance from the main card. Well, that's the thing I was a little bit confused about. Uh, was this people who were at the show during the Yaranoka card, or, because I thought that was a real, I, I was a little bit confused by, was this, was it this crap? Was it the total amount of people in the arena at the time, or I don't know? I was a little bit confused. You by- know what? You know what? I think I got the attendance figures. Let's see. Because um, you're gonna have to add I the year open number with the fourteen number. The, the Yaranoka number. Let me see if I can get it up from Bruno Masami real quick. I believe it was around seven thousand. Um, oh yeah. I might have it in my notes here. Let me check. Um, check it, it, um, go to Ryzen's Wikipedia. Um, they normally list the attendance numbers on the Wikipedia. Oh, wait, yeah, you're right about that. So add what you get from Yaranoka and then add that to the Ryzen attendance number. Uh, oh, wait, they don't have it on Wikipedia. Son of a bitch. They don't have it. Maybe they maybe they weren't counting your no guy, yes. No, no, they did. They released them separately. I know for a fact that they did because I saw I saw I th- I figured that it's not topology either. Um 7498. 7498, that was it. Okay, thank you, Teep. Thank you. Alright, and then add that and okay, and then add that with Ryzen 14's attendance number. That twenty nine one oh five. Twenty nine one oh five? So that was yeah. So combine both numbers, what do you get? Twenty nine, about thirty seven thousand five hundred. Yeah, that's what the the Saitama Saitama holds about, um, about forty thousand, if I remember correctly. Um, yes. Actually, the full capacity is thirty seven hundred at maximum settings. Thirty six five. 
at regular sentence. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Um, oh, it's important. Oh, yeah. Here, here's an important fact. Um, somebody on um, on YouTube said that um, Ryzen for like the uh, Ryzen is the second biggest drawing um, sporting event outside of Wrestle Kingdom. Hmm. Oh, I could, I could. Uh, well, are we talking? Are we talking sports in general? Because I know that baseball at Tokyo Dome draws. I think they mean for in terms of wrestling. Oh, okay, okay. Well, combat in sports. Of, oh, I can believe yeah, that. In terms of combat sports in the con- in the country of Japan. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, initially, we weren't supposed to get this show. It was supposed to be only on Gao in Japan, and I remember there were people trying to. Oh. Well, Giao, Fuji, and Skype. Yeah, Perfect. and um, there were people trying to figure out, okay, how do I make a Giao account? Uh, how do I do? I need a VPN or stuff like that? Because there are people that are very interested in it. Because it was on live, it was on at 10 p.m. Eastern time, which is oh, pretty. I I'm trying to think of what time that is in in Japan. Um, well, if it was in the morning, around, I'm guessing if it was around that time, it would have happened to been around maybe like in the evening for us. Yeah, it was basically around probably noontime over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, if uh, it was in the dead of prime time for us, it was noontime over there. I initially posted a, a poll on Twitter what people's thoughts before they announced that the, that they would be having the card uh, available for it outside Japan. If people were how you thought about it, if you were upset about it. You were happy that you that they didn't have it, or you didn't care. And there was a lot of people that were that were that were not happy that they wouldn't have access to it. So, but I am happy that they did eventually make it make it up, uh, gave us access to it. It was really no lie, no lie. I wonder, <clears throat> I wonder how hard it was to get you know the networks to um, allow them to put it on fight. I I don't know. I I can't believe it would have been that hard. Well, here, oh, it, dude, remember what I told you, and you know, te- you know, you you can probably maybe speak for me on this too. That you know, when you're if you're partnering with a net with the networks, they have more power. They have a lot of imp- uh, power on the broadcasting. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of power and a lot of input because, like you say, Joseph, whatever Fuji TV wants, they're gonna get. That's if true. I remember, isn't Fuji the largest TV company mm-hmm. besides NHK and Asahi? Uh, yeah. Asai is the biggest, uh, Tokyo TBS, Tokyo Broadcasting System, might be second or third. Fuji, I think, is maybe top five, certainly top ten. Uh, but in terms of, I mean, obviously, TVSI is the number one. Um, but yeah, I would say, Fuji TV will definitely be top five, I would say. Yeah, because remember, you know, because the, you know, those TV networks, you know, and the pay-per-view companies... You know, like you know, like Sky Perfect. You know, like they have a lot of power. You know what I mean? And like I said, that distribution thing was—I had a feeling it was going to play a big factor. But you see, here's the thing: why I, I'm 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 not so sure about that. You can't access Fight TV outside of Japan. And I get so, um, uh, Christian, when when I went to go see Ryzen Eleven, I was going to rewatch some of the fights before we had our our uh, recording. And then I when I tried to go on Fight, I couldn't. They, it's not even like. It's not you're not even highlightable. You can't find Ryzen. Geo-blocked. It's geoblocked, yeah. Yeah, so, well, it's like, well, oh, why would you? <laughs> it's airing on fun on TV. Well, that's the thing. That's why I don't think I'm not so sure. Like, 
what what was the reason why? I know. I know. I'm, I know I'm, I'm, dude, I'm just speculating. This I know. We're outside, not in the country. Why the hell would anybody in the country of Japan watch it on a fight when you could watch it on free TV? Oh, I know. So I know that's why I'm just trying to think. Like, why would they? Why it took so long for presumably the pre-show or the pre? I don't. I keep. I don't want to say pre-show because it really wasn't a pre-show. Eh, it kind of is, but uh, like uh, the. Uh, I'm, no, I'm just thinking maybe, you know, I don't know, and maybe it had to do with the networks. I mean... Uh-huh. You never you never know. Oh, I know. But maybe we should just put it as a mystery. That's a mystery. It's, it's a mystery I'm, I'm like, I wonder who was who was causing it. Because clearly, you know, Floyd doesn't give a shit about that, so obviously he would have no... He Floyd would, wasn't even... Exactly. Was even in the country when Yarinoka was going exactly, on. exactly. So just it's just trying to figure out what you know. If anything, that should have been the first thing that was announced. Like, okay, we'll have the Yarinoka card available for international. Um, I'm thinking it was maybe. I'm, I'm saying I'm thinking it was a higher because you know because remember usually for these riser shows it would only be Fuji TV, you know, Sky Perfect, and the others wouldn't even be involved. Yeah, even do the coverage. I, here's a here's a thought. But it was being covered by three by a, by a TV by two TV companies and a pay per view company. Then you know it's a different ball game. Then do you think Ryzen? Uh, here's a, uh, a question as well. Do you think Ryzen may have thought, you know what? I don't. We don't think the international fans will be interested in in this. They're only interested in seeing the Ryzen 14 show. And they and until until people were like, hey, hey, we want to see the show. We want to see the show. Then they decided, eh, let's try to figure something out. You think that? Well, 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 you asking that is like saying, you know, what about the grappling tournaments that would happen during the Ryzen Festival? Oh well, yeah, well, yeah, those don't those don't make tape at all. Those are those, well, a few of those you can find on YouTube, actually. Oh yeah, but they're they're like they're like from recorded from on like vertical iPhones and Androids by people in the audience and stuff. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it, it was one of those if it's one of those many things where like. You know, we all. You know, I like to make the joke that Japanese companies tend to be behind the curve when it comes to a uh, seeing how the how the outside world sees their products in terms of like their their fandom. You know, New Japan. It took took them a while to realize. Oh, we have fans that will that actually want outside Japan that actually will come to see our shows all the way in our country. Well, to be fair, that didn't really come uh, come into effect until around 2016, 2017. Um, that's true. That's true. But but I mean, there there were there was a substantial amount of New Japan fans that were uh, uh, Western Western New Japan fans that were that wanted more. I don't know, like English content or English friendly content. I'll say, uh, subtitle promos, that sort of thing. And it took them a while, yeah, until maybe like Wrestle Kingdom eleven. Actually, no. Actually, uh, by by last by last uh, Dominion when Harold May came in, that's when they started having the uh, the English YouTube channel for the translation. Oh photos. yeah, okay, okay. Because uh-huh. uh, I, I all I remember is that from when, at Wrestle Kingdom eleven, yeah. they had the subtitled yeah. main yeah, event promo. Yeah, more yeah more of the English more of all the English stuff uh, came in more when Harold May took o- uh, took over. Ah, uh, good old Harold. So he, so he, so he, you know, he'll be able to. He'll he, he won't be hit by the uh, the barriers that Kidani would have been hit by. Though Kidani is still in charge. Oh, good. 
Um, but you know, Her- you know, Harold May is you know the president, but Kadam is still you know the founder, and Suga Bayashi still uh, you know the main chairman. Do you know he speaks like eight languages, Harold May? Yeah. Why do you think they have a TV deal in South Korea? <laughs> I, it's just like amazing that it just. I always get blown when when like people like Cesaro and just when someone says, "Oh, I speak eight languages," and it's like, "Oh wow, you are." Yeah, yeah. Because like I said, you know, because like you know, I told some people, you know, they have a TV, they have TV, you know, not to change the subject, but you know, but they have TV deals in France, India, here in the U.S. and in South Korea. Yeah, yeah. But going back to Yaranoka card, also just to let everybody know what Yaranoka means. Basically, it translates to "let's do this," or it can mean like "let's fight." Basically, like put them dudes or, up. Or pretty much, it means "do your best." Yeah, that's the, that's the that's the beauty of the Japanese language. There, a one a one term one one word could have like three different meanings depending on the context of the sentence. Yeah, wait. Here's something. What if they they should do? There should be like a Ryzen one where. Anybody could call out anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you, uh, yeah. Oh, you mean like an uh, open fight night, Joseph? Yeah, like maybe Ryzen just randomly decides we're going to do a, a open fight night. <laughs> Imagine freaking tension. <laughs> Who would tension call out on open fight night? <laughs> Connor? Hey, Yamato Fujita, come out so I can kick your ass. <laughs> um, what was it going? Oh, yeah. So, um... Yeah, one of the things I was also interested. So this is basically we got basically got to, got to see the Japanese broadcast of this of Yaranoka. And one of the things I noticed was that for at least for the Japanese broadcast, they have pictures of the fighters next to their names. Did you notice that? Anybody else notice that? Uh, not really. Yeah. So they'll have. You know how they normally just have the names of the fighters and and the color of their gloves, um, the color of the tape on their gloves. They the Japanese broadcast has the picture of the fighter next to their name. Right. So I thought that was I was wondering like why don't they do why don't they do that for the English broadcast as well? That'd be great. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, that was like the big thing that that stuck out because I was because you know if you there's a fighter you may not be familiar with, you know you may you know. Two two Japanese fighters, you know, same height, dark black hair. You might get a little bit confused. Oh, that's so and so. That's so and so. Hey, if you see, a, you have two pictures of them. You know, the casual fan be like, oh, okay, that's so and so, and that's so and so. I'm just like, I was just really surprised that like they. That's actually something that, that's really cool. I think they do for the Japanese broadcast. Um, but uh, yeah, for uh, who for those who watched the Aranoka card, what did you think about the card overall? Huh. I thought it was a different change of pace compared to the Ryzen 14 card, especially especially when it came down to the entrance of the first fight, mm. the Nakamura I card. I mean, the Nakamura I fight, but still, the well, entire thing just. I would just like to say, you know, even though it was like not, it was not part of Ryzen 14, it still it didn't feel like a pre-show. You know how. You know how, like, pre-shows are rushed? It seems like they're, like, just testing out the cameras and all that stuff. You know, you ever... Yeah. You're now watching your pre-show main event. Yeah, and... You know, <laughs> oof. Yeah, you know, you ever watch a WWE uh, pay-per-view and, you know, the pre-show is... You can clearly... It's like, it's, they're just there to test the cameras and do white balances on the cameras to make sure that yeah, everything's everybody, working. 
people wrestling on the pre-show, not gonna get on the, not gonna get the DVD money. Yeah, and you know, this, yeah, I I like how this felt like it wasn't just to have just to make sure the cameras were working, the sound was good, and all that. It was actually felt like. Everybody, uh, uh, unlike there, people got paid here. Yeah, yeah, that's it as well. It felt like people were able to showcase their 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 stuff. Were able to 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 get them to make them, you know, get their names out there uh, for the uh, for the JMMA fans out there. And I I like that. I appreciate that. Ryzen was like, you know, okay, this show will probably can will probably run six or seven hours, but you know what? We're gonna still give everybody. It's still gonna be everybody's gonna still be treated on the same level. Even on the Yaranoka card, which is preceding the uh, the what everybody's come to uh, the Rise of Fourteen show, which everybody's come to see. Uh, so I like that. But uh, yeah, Christian, if you want to get into the first match, let's get right into it. Oh, uh, the first bout on the card. If my damn thing blowed up, yeah, the first bout on the card was a super animate matchup between Crazy B Standout Aishimizu. Not to be confused with the Japanese Seiyu, a.k.a. voice actress, wrestler and singer of the same name, defeating Nanaka Kawamura, the strongest underground idol, as she calls herself, a member of Common Joshi, defeating her three minutes and one second into the first round via TKO, punches from the mount position. Oof. Those punches were brutal. That that was one sa- Shimizu is one savage girl. Oh yes, of course she is. Oh, 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 I'm sorry, Christian. Hey, I need to. Was basically, damn it. Sorry, Christian. Go ahead. You you repeat what you were saying. Come on. That that yeah, damn one championship. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. <laughs> but still. Basically, basically, what I was trying to say was the only thing that I was mesmerized by was Nanaka's entrance. I mean, she like came out with all her, with all her Jason wearing, with all the mask wearing clones, just rocked the house, so to speak. That wasn't a real chainsaw she had, though. Was that a real chainsaw? Or was that like a prop chainsaw? It was a prop. Okay, good. Was. That was a good, good. I bet, I bet, I bet, I bet, Andrew, I bet you were wishing he, he, she had the chainsaw, Charlie chainsaw. Oh, yes. Oh, oh no, yeah. Chainsaw, that super, that super leather hat in the FMW days. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> chainsaw, that's, that's her, that's her, that's her second gimmick, uh, is chainsaw, is chain, is chainsaw, uh, Kawamura. That's her second gimmick. But unfortunately, I couldn't be able to find any post-fight quotes according to the MMA Sucker article I'm reading. But yeah. still. Yeah, when I got this. Th- was, I'm sorry, I mean, if, if you, know, you want to go into a future tense here, this was one of the two wins that the Crazy B contingent got on tonight. Yeah, uh, and also, we, it'll be a... It'll yeah, this was a uh, yeah, this was an off night for Crazy B, in, in hindsight. And also... Uh, uh, the first of, of one day, uh, the first of t- uh, one of another uh, debuter having uh, getting a decisive win over their opponents, and like real. Oh, that what? wasn't decisive, pal. That was brutal. Okay, yeah, there's that. Yeah, there's that. Um, that was. Yeah, that was that was as uh, definitive as it gets. 
And I didn't even see the Aranoka card, but I can tell that was probably, it was probably, the way you guys are describing it, it was definitive as it gets. Yeah. Um, question, do you, uh, do we see I, I, I Shimizu come back, um, fight another, um, Adam Wave fight, do you think, Christian? Well, I mean, uh, hopefully uh, so, she, but... Wait, who do you guys say that she wrestles, right? Uh, who does she wrestle for? Uh, she wrestles out of Crazy Bee Camp in the Gen Sports Academy. Uh, no, I thought, no, because I thought you guys said she was Joshi on the side. No, actually, Kawamua, she wrestles professionally, I think for like Ice Ribbon or Shimmer, I mean, Ice Ribbon or Stardom, one of the two, but... No, she's she's probably Ice Ribbon. Stardom would probably let her do an MMA fight. Uh, um, uh, let's see, for, for uh, I'm pretty sure we'll probably see I and, uh, I and Ryzen. Also, I gotta say these two these two ladies were two of the most beautiful ladies I've ever seen in an MMA ring. They were so they were so they were like physically so beautiful. I hope I'm not oh, sounding too creepy, but th- they were they were like oh uh, oh they were just beautiful two beautiful two beautiful ladies beating each other up. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we'll probably see them see them in the uh, in the in a main rising show in the future. Also, just wanted actually, you just reminded me about their uh, about the Joshi thing. This will be the also the not not the only Joshi wrestler who will go go home uh, with a loss as well. I'll put it that way. Yeah, we'll get. To <laughs> There's that a lot of patterns, and also um after the fight, Kawamura, and then after the fight uh, on uh, on the Yaranoka card and in the post fight was. This was a big, a big thing that happened tonight uh, at the well at the show was that a lot of losers were crying on their way to the back. Oh, that, of course they were. You know, it's a, it's not a it's a it's not a JMMA show if the if the Japanese fighters who lose are crying or oh, crying. I'll say. Uh huh. Yeah, for some people it was uh, a. It was uh, it was, things were uh, you know a lot of emotions. Things got you know pretty rough, you know, some people had bad nights, some yeah. people were kind of off their game, but, uh, yeah, you know, good, good win for Ai Shimizu, hopefully she comes, she comes back, and, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing what yeah. she can, uh, what yeah. she can bring. Yeah, I'm confident I might come back, they might bring, um, Ai back, maybe she might also be part of the Super Adamweight division in the future. That would be great, that would be great, uh, hey. The same can be said for Nanaka Kawamura, too. Yeah. Hey, we get... other... Sorry, go ahead. We don't, have dark... I hope we don't get another dark period for Joshi again. No. <laughs> Luckily, none of these people are with... Luckily, these people are with the lower tier Joshi. Yeah. Next, uh, imagine uh, Mayu Iwatani is at the next Ryzen show uh, facing uh, off... Dude, look, no. Look, dude. Mayu broke both her arms doing a front drop kick against Tony Storm, okay? I don't think... Wow. I don't think... That's how Tony won the world to start a belt. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, she was by default. It was basically by forfeit how she won it. <laughs> she broke both her arms on the landing impact of a front drop kick. Um, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately now, not all the girls are built like Aja Khan that are going to wrestling now. Now they're mostly built like Mayu Iwatani. And no, no, and, 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 and here's to note, we're not, it, this is no, you know, taking shots at anybody. We're not doing, there's none of that here. 
Oh yeah, no, no, that's not. That's, I'm not. You know, but there was a time where the girls and, and Joshi were much more bigger. You know, Bill Nakano, Aja Khan, uh, Manami Toyota, uh, Hokuto. They they were built bigger, but now they're much more. They more. They have more like idol bodies, like J-pop idol bodies now. Indeed, because half of them are J-pop idol singers in general. That's true. Um, I can tell you who did who did not have J-pop idol bodies were the people, the two guys in the next two uh, in the next fight that we had. Uh, Christian, if you want to take that away. Oh yes, it was a two hundred and three pound or ninety three kilogram catchweight fight between former Horizon Grand Prix alternate competitor Yuta Ushida, who's just starting out as a kickboxer, defeating a I think forty. Some odd fight veteran Takuma Konishi. But yeah, Ushida defeated Konishi via unanimous decision after three three minute rounds of action. Question What the hell did you think that Yuta Ushida was doing in the three years it's been since he's been since he last been in a rising ring? I understand that he's he's been doing kickboxing, I believe. I think he's been doing that's what my understanding is that he was doing kickboxing for some lower level Kickboxing um, um, promotion in Japan. Like, uh, like, like what, like Crush or something like that? Well, yeah. Um, what was it? Um, I'm trying to remember who was who was on Twitter that had that uh, guide to Rise of 14. Um, was it Acid Haze who wrote that? Um, probably so. Let me see if I can. Try. The only kickboxing organizations I know in Japan are Crush, Knockout, and K1. Are there any others? But probably not. Tell. Uh, uh, no, Deep had a kickboxing feeder league, Cause remember, I guess. Cause, cause, yeah, because remember, Knockout, remember, the Knockout kickboxing promotion has, has their own YouTube channel now, and they have their own, and, and also, they're on TV aside. Which is the one that, um, that, uh, Kidani runs? Is that, uh, is that, uh... That's, she, Bushi Road owns that. Okay. That one, yes. Bushi Road owns New Japan and Knockout, and Knockout. Uh, Teep, are you there? Never mind. Cause uh, I, okay, because I, I, he, I know he retweeted that, uh, that, uh, that guy that uh, I believe it was Acid Haze put out on Rise of Fourteen. They did, they did have some descript, uh, descriptions on these two guys, um, or at least one of them. So I was trying to find it, um, see if he had had it. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Rise comes on Samurai TV. I think. I just, I know that Knockout, you know, mainly. I know that sometimes Knockout streams uh, fight their some of their shows on YouTube sometimes. Actually, they're now streaming their shows on Periscope. On uh, Periscope? No, no. There was one time they did. They did do a show on uh, on YouTube one time. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which uh, which promotion is doing uh, on Periscope? Knockout. Uh, no, no, knockout. Oh yes, they are. Show. Yes, and then they upload their. I know they up. Uh, I think they also upload their stuff to YouTube. I think you just said that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, either they like do it like individual, uh, but I do remember one time they actually uh, put up uh, like a full show one time on YouTube. I'm sorry, it wasn't uh, a. Like, uh, was it? It was Megaton who put out the um, the uh, the guy for Focus Fights for Rise of Fourteen. And, oh yeah. And uh, let me see what they had for. Uh, I think they had something for one, one of them. Let me double check. Well, well, one championship kidnapped Teeth again. Huh. 
And now he's back on. Okay, so for for Takuma Konishi, um, a record of 21-5-1 in kickboxing. He's 31 years old. Now 21-6-1. Oh, yes. Uh, he fights out of Cross Point Kichi, Kichi Joji. Uh, his accomplishments were former K2 and NJKF amateur champion. Rebels. That's the one I was thinking of. Rebels Raiders Tournament 2013 champion. Um, former ISKA Intercontinental Super Welterweight champion. And former ACCEL XL middleweight champion. Um, and yeah, he fought for Crush. As well. That's crushed with a capital K. In case if anybody tries to look it up. Um, so, clearly, this is a case of where one guy was... Uh, it was basically a case of the experienced guy getting whooped by the novice. Basically, yes. Exa- essentially so, yeah. Um, and Uchida looked... Even though Konishi had... A pretty good background. Uchida... Well, also, here's the other thing. Uchida looked at least 20 pounds heavier than his opponent. Unless my eyes are playing tricks on me. I don't... This is supposed to be close... These guys were supposed to be, like, at lightweight, light heavyweight. They looked like... Light heavyweight. 203 pounds or 92 kilos. They looked nothing... Even, kilos. They looked nothing, clo- nothing close to light heavyweight, these two guys. Am I wrong? Was I wrong in thinking that? They did not... Like, when I think of light heavyweight, you think of John Jones. You think of Leo Mishida. Think of Rampage Jackins, Jackson's. These guys... Well, even, it's important... Yeah, well, it's important to note looks can be very deceiving sometimes. Oh, I know, but I'm usually good at looking at somebody like, oh, this is a this is a lightweight fight. This is a uh, welterweight fight. This guy probably walks around at 200. These guys look like that they should have been fighting at welterweight or middleweight in, in MMA... Um, weight division, so, and even, if they, let's assume that these were, a walk, this was their walk-around weight for these two, you know, they were the two smallest light heavyweights I've seen in, like, and maybe since, like, early Pride era, when, when, when you had, like, some of those Japanese guys supposedly fighting a light heavyweight that were, like, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, like that, um... Yeah, no, Christian, did you think that these guys look pretty small for light heavyweight? Uh, to be honest, no. Because I think that when you think about light heavyweight, you do think about all those guys that you just mentioned, T. But you do think about the guys, you know, who are walking around at two, I mean, who are probably walking around at, you know, 215, 220 and can easily drop down to 205 or in this case, two hundred. Mm-hmm. Well, these guys are normally heavyweights, and they and they like they 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 fight at a uh, they usually fight light heavyweights. Boy, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy that they're finding success because, uh, and also not that again. Like I said, I thought that Uchida looked much bigger than uh, than Konishi. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Uchida basically whooped on Konishi for three rounds. That's basically what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say there is. Anything else you want to say? Christian, I don't know what else to say, honestly. Hey, I don't know what else to say either. I really don't. But I guess we can go on to the next bout on our card. And if this damn computer would work... Oh, there it goes. 
It was the next bout on our card was a 141 pound catchweight bout between Taiju Shiratori versus former Rising competitor. Well, actually, one time Rising veteran Yoshia Uzastrong Uzatsuyo. Taiju defeated Uza Strong via right knee knockout, 1 minute and 43 seconds into round number 3. And it was a uh, right knee knockout to the ribs, which is... Mm-hmm. What the fuck is going on? Joseph, is is one uh, interfering within your, with your connection? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, the one FC represents all of us. Okay. Oh, so yeah. Uh, if you remember, Uza, uh, he he lost the uh, fight against uh, the box kickboxing match against Kaito Ono. Basically, the same way. He got kneed in the ribs and the chest area mm-hmm. and fell. And, and made a star out of Kaito Ono for all of one fight. Yeah, and uh, basically that's what happened with with uh, Shiratori. He did. He basically uh, he got a flying knee to. I don't think it was to. The, it wasn't to the face. I think it was to the chest. And that, and he basically, yeah, mm-hmm. fell down. Yeah, he, apparently. Yeah, like, so, I, like I, like Gary, like I always used to say, respect the knee. Yeah, it's so funny. It looks you like Usa. Usa's uh, apparently his uh, his his Achilles heel is his chest. So if anybody ever gets into a fight with him, uh, go for his chest. But again, I like to also point out this was a catchweight, <laughs> catchweight match, and Shiratori. Looks like a giant compared to Uza. So he's so basically Uza has been in two kickboxing matches in Ryzen at catch weight where he hasn't where he's clearly not fighting at, at the weight that he normally does. Mm-hmm. And uh, I need to go ahead and mention the records with the win. Taiju moves up to twelve and five in his kickboxing career. Uza strong drops to four and three. And by the way, also not to mention, uh, if you remember this fight, Uza Uza is a, is a little uh, Manel Cape uh, in his uh, in his attitude when he's fighting. Oh, you mean like a wild child, pretty much? Oh, where you know, you know, he's like dancing, he's doing, come on, come on, probably shit talking him in Japanese. I couldn't tell, um, but yeah, he's basically he's basically one of those uh, you know showboaters. He's a showboater when he's in the ring. I think also. Um, isn't uh I think his nickname names annoying or douchebag in Japanese I think as well. Uh, it's more like it. Uh, it'd be like in the it'd be like when I used when I saw friggin' one of the Dragon Ball Z Bridge movies. He's like, and I'm a douchebag. Suck on my flames, douche. Um. Yeah. It means it means annoying. Usa. Yeah. That's it means annoying. Um. So. Yeah, he his nickname is annoying in Japanese, so that's interesting. Annoying and strong, pretty he, much. But um, apparently, it was all annoyance, not strong on that night. Uh no, but um, I would like, I would like to see uh, Usa fight in, in in his proper weight class. Stop giving him these guys that are. That are clearly heavier and bigger than him, taller than him. Hey, hey he's the one challenging these people. <laughs> uh yeah. Well, also these are doing they're doing these cat weight these catch weight kickboxing things, which I'm sure that they must have some sort of end purpose. 
You know, I'll say that's you know that's one thing about Rise that they don't do fights to necessarily you know th there's usually a purpose to their fights, and I think you know if they're planning to do some like some like white lightweight or featherweight kickboxing tournament at some point, that's the only thing I could think of that they're that the reason why that they've that they're doing these catchweight these like around that weight class, uh, those types of uh, boxing kickboxing matches. Um, hey, they agree to it. And uh, by the way, also uh, Tori, you know where he fights out of? Oh, Team Tappan, aka the same training camp as Tenshin Nasukawa. So uh, I, I will say, you know, going home as the as the as the lone as the lone win out of a uh, Tappan gym, you know, he must have been feeling like, whew, I, I I I'm happy. I'll take my money. I can I can go home happy. Uh-huh. But uh, I thought it was a cool I thought it was a little cool fight overall. I thought it was a cool a little uh -huh. cool showcase fight. Uh-huh. And speaking of somebody who went home happy, Kai Asakura came home a winner and was obviously happy after avenging his one and only loss to Jae Hoon Moon, defeating him in a bantamweight showcase, 134 pounds, via unanimous decision. Kai Asakura moves up to 12 and 1. Jae-hoon Moon, or as one of my Focus Fight staff members call him, the toughest under five, I mean the toughest 500 fighter in MMA, he drops to 11 and 12, now going below 500. Kai Asakura said in the post-fight presser, I feel as if a loss here to Moon meant my career would have been over. I wasn't able to win anything in my last fight, really. So I felt like this wouldn't prove that I could control the fight if I can't get a finish. As for Moon, he had something different to say. He said, for tonight's fight, what I can say, I mean, what can I say? Asakura was well prepared. I'm heartbroken. But Asakura just changed as a fighter. He knows the whole MMA game very well now. And I think he really wanted his revenge against me. What are your thoughts about... Asakura getting his lone loss turned into a W. Well, well, well deserved. Um, I wa I rewatched their their original fight that they had was in Road FC, the Korean promotion. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and I actually I thought that uh you know here's the thing I I said this in the previous podcast uh, in the preview podcast I think that Jehu Moon is the is the worst best fighter. Um, one of the one of the top ten worst best fighters out there. We're like, I I see what he does, and he's good. He's 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 good enough that he can win fights. Just as I don't know how to really describe, but like, he's he's not a good fighter, but he's not a great fighter. But he's not a I don't know how he's he he manages to get wins over fighters like I'm that that have me scratching my head. Like, how did you win that? You should have lost that, and. You know, Kai. He was actually, you know, in in the original fight, he knocked out Kai Zakura. And in fairness, you know, Kai Zakura left himself open to a punch. And you know, even the best fighter, you know, you leave your you leave yourself open. You get punched in the right spot. You're going down. Uh, uh -huh. and so I'm glad that uh, Azakura got the guy's win back. Though I will say this: um, Did you remember? Did you uh, see the third round between these two? Uh, I kind of skipped over it. 
The third round was amazing. Near like the one when it started getting near the uh one when they when they I think they called for the one minute mark. They just started wailing on each other. Just started pow pow pow. Just punching each other in the face like good old Don Fry Takayama. And then right when the bell rang, they both collapsed on the floor. Oh no, no it's not on the floor. On the ring. On the ring mat. They were both uh -huh. so exhausted. And. I almost, you know, it's, I feel, you know, so far, ever since the, the, uh, ever since the cape fight, I don't know, I feel like Kai hasn't been delivering as much fire as I would expect him to be, as opposed to his brother. Kai uh, seems to be kind of... Kai's, um, I think you mean since Kai fought cape. Yeah, that's what I meant uh -huh. to say, yeah, yeah, Kai, since Kai, yeah, seems like he's been kind of coasting on, okay... I'm gonna do what I can to win. If I can get so you're the thinking, he's resting on his uh, laurels. I feel like yeah, you know, the the outsider fighters are known for their wildness, their 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 penchant for being de having a devil may devil may care attitude when it goes in. That they you know they're street fighters basically. That's what their whole that, that the, the Azakura brothers were were started out as street fighting. Uh, is that right, Christian? Uh, yeah, they started out as purebred street fighters, but basically and thankfully they blossomed over time into purebred MMA fighters. And yeah. when it comes down to Mikuru, well, I mean, as we'll talk about later on, I think he basically inherited most of that competitive edge that the Asakura brothers had on this night. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, even with the... Um... With, when Asakura had the match with Topnoy, it didn't seem like Asakura was, was, he had, it's, he seemed to just be like, okay, I'm going to wrestle and take down this, 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 this Muay Thai fighter. And he even couldn't finish, he couldn't even finish a Muay Thai fighter who, I'm going to guess, is, whose ground game is less pronounced, uh, who should have been uh, easily submitted, in my opinion. My, meanwhile, my, meanwhile, um, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Mikuru when he fought uh, Dotback, he was just—he didn't even know he get the finish. He he fought in a way that was that it seemed like okay, I'm I'm gonna finish this guy, and but if I don't, I'm gonna make sure that he's basically dead before the third round. And he basically was was killing him for three rounds. Basically made this. Well, well to be fair, you gotta give Dotback credit for surviving. Oh no, I give him credit for surviving, but. It's, and I, he did have, and Dotbeck did have some moments. Yeah, he did, he did. And he did, he managed to survive, I think it was like an arm triangle choke, I believe it was, or, uh, or some type, or some type of choke that, uh, Mikuru got in. He managed to survive or, or get out of it or survive the round. But, yeah, I just, I thought that Kai was gonna look to finish Jaehoon Moon, and it just didn't happen. I'm a little bit disappointed that it didn't happen. I don't know, I feel like Kai, you know... Wait, wait, I... I and you know what we're gonna do to the guy? What's we'll that? Feed him the dog. We'll feed him the dog. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like you know, I'll say the, the third round was 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 great. The end the end of the third round was great. Um, yeah, but no, 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 I got something better. I got something better. We'll feed him the Takafumi Otsuka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not that I'm saying that Kai's a bad fighter. It's just that. You know, from what if you look at their records, or if you look at Kai's record, you know what you know the background, the outsiders. You just you figure that that they're gonna be that they're gonna be 
that they're just they're going to throw caution to the wind and they're going to they're going to 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 smash your opponents or smash their opponents as uh, some Dagestani would say. Um, uh-huh. Well, the well he did that. He tried to do, he didn't he tried to do that on Cape and that didn't work. Well, that's the thing. I feel like since the Cape fight and since that he uh, almost lost that fight when since it went to split decision, I kind of figured I don't know if he's playing it safe. Or if he's just if, if, since then, or if this is just how the fights are going, and he's just he's just going along. This is I'm not so sure what it is. So I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not saying that Kaizakura is a bad fighter. That's not, I'm not saying at all. Uh uh-uh. uh Just that what 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 the expectations of what I I expect from him are they're 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 slowly dissipating from when he first started in Ryzen when he had the first uh, match against um, I think it was uh, Saiga. He looked at, uh... Uh-huh. I'm on side, yeah. yeah. And, uh... Yeah. So, that's just, just my thoughts on it. Um, it was a pretty good fight overall, but, uh... You know... Oh, actually, here's the other thing as well. Before, on uh, Before... And the pre-fight, uh... Or, I guess, when Jae-Hoon Moon... And, uh... They announced Jae-Hoon Moon. He he said during the, the pre... Pre-pre-pre-pre-fight press conference... Uh... I don't know why I took this fight... I don't. I don't know why I'm rematching him. I thought that was yeah, restra- basically. Did he mean want to have a rematch? What do you mean you don't know? You. What do you mean? You, what do you mean you don't know? You signed the contract. I know. I was just figuring out. What are you talking about? Wait. This isn't like this basically, is. He basically didn't want to fight Kai Asakura because he felt there was no need to. I'm like, what do you think this is? The UFC? He could have said no. It's not like he had to. I mean, I mean, I know yeah, that he probably wanted the money. Yeah. But if he did, if he did, Andrew, he would have been missing out on a cool lump sum of money. Oh yeah, but you know, it, it makes sense to have a rematch with a guy who who yeah, rises. Just... That's right. It's not like, what the hell are you doing here? Then you signed the contract. Hey, listen. Let's be honest. His his last win was against uh, Anthony Burchek, and you know he almost lost that one as well. So I don't, you know, I don't think he's exactly in the uh, negotiating stage with Ryzen. Uh, to to say, nah, I would rather fight this person. So I don't think you know. You know if you, all right, if you don't like it, we'll send you back to Road FC. Yeah, and you'll be facing above average Korean jobbers. Exactly, and you could be you could become twelve and twelve now. Uh huh. Or actually, actually, I just say, uh, what was it at the time? What was it was it eleven eleven? Yeah, eleven and eleven. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put you against Andy. Hour that that selling, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's one that's one as a brother down. What you want to go on to the next one? Oh wait, was it, was that the next one or was that uh no that wasn't the next one. It was the one after the next one. Okay. Which oh by the way, this next fight it was pretty much a blink and you miss it kind of fight. That's actually what happened. I swear to God, I missed I missed the finish of the fight. But go on, go on, Christian. I uh go on. Okay, let me go ahead and pull up. It's... And you won championship, leave Gary alone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me go. I mean, I'm sorry, man. This fucking connection is pissing me off. But still, Kalawatanabe's record. Huh? Nada, you go. Okay, 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 okay. Kamawatanabe's record was 4-0-1 prior to this most recent bat. 
And if I can go ahead and check. Oh, God damn it. This thing is loading up slower than molasses. <laughs> but still. Point of the matter is, and now I got Kana Watanabe's record up. But Kana Watanabe was 4-0-1 prior to this most and I think most of her bouts probably didn't last no longer than an average what? No, way, actually, two of her bouts lasted no longer than about a good five minutes combined. Yeah. Um, I actually watched one of, uh, I, I watched her, um, her, uh, the, the decision majority draw she had with Yukari Nabe, uh, Deep Jewels 19. Mm-hmm. Got, you know, for Kana, for, for someone who who is ju- who is a judo champion who's trying to make an MMA, Kana Watanabe is something else. But uh, sorry, go on, Christian. Uh, yeah, give the uh, do do the uh, do the tail of the tape. But the point of the matter, Kana Watanabe and Shizuka, she took the three five minute round. This fight, however. Lasted 14 minutes and 49 seconds less. Do you want to know why? Why is that? Because Tanabe not Shusuke Sukiyama the fuck out. That's what happened. 11 seconds in, right hook, goodbye. Sayo Onala. That's why. Damn, it's like play. Damn, it's like when you're watching World Star Hip Hop, the fight, World Star Hip Hop fights, and one punch ends it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the point of the matter is, this was called his first knockout, and what kind of happened? Well, obviously, she says he wants to compete in the Women's Flyweight Grand Prix and she thinks that the performance helped her for that. Huh. Well, if it's what she wanted, she made a pretty damn good statement to the rest of the Women's Flyweight division that Ryzen has on contract right now. Wouldn't y'all think? Well, well I, I do think... I do, I, case, well, I think, I, I, think, I think she made a case. Oh, yeah, well, she's, she's, she's uh, 5-0, is it, now, I think? Five zero and one. Five zero and one. Two zero and Ry- Two and zero and Ryzen. Uh, Sugiyama. Uh, she's defeated Sugiyama twice, and she finished her this this the second time. Um, question though, what do you think about the stoppage? Was it too early? Was it right? No, 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 no. Can we get off the early stoppage BS? It was right on time. Okay. Well, here's the o- here's I'm going to play devil's advocate. When she when she went to go when when Sugiyama got knocked down, I know she put her arm out as if to brace falling backwards. You know how you sometimes if you fall down you'll put your arm back or you'll put your arm out. Yeah, just so that your head won't hit the mat. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly. So, it could an argument be made that that was that may have been early stoppage or not, or was she clearly knocked out going down? Oh. I think she was. I didn't. I, I didn't see the, see it. So I'm. I'm gonna uh, see. So I'm just going to guess that she was dead to rights after that. After that hit. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Well, actually, she was just looking up at the ceiling, 
wondering why she got knocked down. I did uh, one of the. Um, I'm trying to remember who was. So, someone sent me on Twitter. Big John McCarthy explained knockouts and like different variations of knockouts, and um, apparently, and this knockout apparently uh, was one of the type of knockouts that uh, Big John McCarthy described. You know, there's you know there's going lights out on your feet, falling fa- falling face down, falling backwards on the back of your head. You know, there was a there was a you had a Ian McCall who who went lights out. And did a tumble backwards, or was trying to tumble uh-huh. backwards as well. Uh, you remember that there were fans saying that that was an early stoppage as well. So, uh-huh. and if you think about it, if you think about it, this kind of stoppage is the third fastest rising knockout in their promotion's short history. Mm-hmm. The obvious other two: Kyoji Horiguchi knocking out Ian McCall in nine seconds, yep. and Charles Felony Bennett. Knocking out Minoru Philip Kimura in seven seconds. Yeah, and we never see, and we never saw him ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no, he never won a fight ever again. Um, but uh, yeah, if they have a women's flyweight Grand Prix, which apparently it sounds like they're going, or there's talks about it, or she's interested in it, then I have, you know, Kanawanabi is should be first in line uh, to be in that tournament if if they just sign her up immediately. Oh, oh, of course they will, especially uh, after this finish. Well, I think he was talking about it in an interview about doing a, uh, I think, a flyweight Grand Prix. And there's like two, uh, and like I think, like I think it was like her, Shinju, and and Haba, who probably might get a spot. Yeah. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. question: Is there any way that Kana Wanabi can make Adam wait, and we can have Kana versus Kana? Oh. If she could make it, if she could drop the super atom weight. Or, or if Kala can come up and wait. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, I don't know. Nah, I don't think but she can, still, I don't think she can make flyweight. But still, on the opposite end of the spectrum, this was the last time, I mean, this fight that Shizuka lost, the native New Yorker turned Tokian, this was the last time, I mean, this was the first time she lost a bout to anyone other than, well, actually, the last time she lost a bout to anyone other than Kana Watanabe, and I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> the last time that Shizuka Shiyan Sugiyama lost to anybody other than Kana Watanabe was back in March of 2014. Mm-hmm. Think about it. That's over four years of the fact that her not losing... Well, actually, it was in May of 2014. But still, if you think about it, Shizuka had a spotless reputation of really going out to win, and now she's lost twice to Kana. I mean, do you think that kind of sets her career back a bit? It's always interesting, you know. I always find it interesting when there's fires that are so good, you know, that they're that they that they have long win streaks, and then there's just one opponent, and um, another. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll compare it to uh, Uriah Faber and Mike Brown, um, where like one opponent just cannot beat the other opponent for whatever reason. I think I think Sugiyama, I think Wanabe is that to Sugiyama, where Sugiyama is just always going to be outmatched 
by Wanabe. Even though you would think on the surface, oh hey, no. Wasn't, uh, if I remember correctly, wasn't one of them trying to get a boyfriend? No. Uh, um, no. You're thinking oh, about Ayaka some, Or am I thinking somebody else? Yes. Yeah. You're thinking about Ayaka Hamasaki, dude. Oh, no, no. Uh, it was, um... Minoru, uh, Minoru, uh, uh, oh my god. Is it, uh, Miho Kurobe? Miho Kurobe, yes. Mi yeah, Miho Kurobe. Sure, I was just like, saying, uh, Miho Kurobe. Like, I'm doing this to make sure you don't get a boyfriend. Yeah, well, yeah, um, she was saying, yeah, um. It was, basically, it was basically like a harem anime come to life. <laughs> it was gross. It was, yeah, the fact that she, she was asking, uh, uh, Sakakagi Bara for dating advice as no, well. No, no. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't I thought I it was weird. It, I really thought that was just weird. Like you're there to fight. No, it would have been No 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 hypothetically, imagine if, if Miho won that fight and Saki Bara is like, I found you a boyfriend. Nobuhiko Takada <laughs> yeah. yeah. That wouldn't be no boyfriend. That would be a sugar daddy. <laughs> Be base Takada <laughs> Um, though, I think it's funny, we've talked longer about this fight than the actual fight happened. Is I think... Oh, yeah, the actual fight ends after that. We, we... You just blinked. The way you guys are describing it, you know, you just blinked and it was over. That, no, that's what happened when I watched it. I watched, I watched it, I, I, you know, they were just, you know, you know, you know, test, you know, what you call, feeling each other out, then, uh... Wanabi goes, she goes to the, uh, she goes to the corner, Sugiyama comes in, she, uh, she gives a right hook to Sugiyama, and, uh, Sugiyama goes down, referee jumps in, weighs it off. They throw the yellow thing in the ring. Yeah. It, and I didn't even notice it. I had to watch, the, watch it on replay to see. They actually replayed the entire fight on replay since it lasted so, so shortly. Uh-huh. And the crazy thing about it is, I mean, if we do manage to see Kana Watanabe compete in a Rising Ring again, people are going to expect her to knock somebody out. I think she could, or at least submit them. Get that, get that judo background. Get that judo uh, ready for uh, that flyweight tournament there, Kana Watanabe. We want to see some people tapped out to arm bars. Huh, yeah, of course. Judo chop. Judo chop. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. yeah, it's like, look at you. You, Look at you. Do you know who I am? Do you know how many people I've taken out over the years? And look at you. You don't even have a name tag. You have no chance. <laughs> and spe right. speaking of taken out, we got to talk about another Shuto legend being taken out by an Azakura in the next match. Oh, yeah, of course. I think I said earlier in this portion of the podcast that, well, Mikulu had more of a competitive edge. Well, obviously, that happened. As mm -hmm. he, Mikulu Asakura, knocked out Shuto legend Leon Takeshi Inoue via TKO, left me 2 minutes and 39 seconds into round number 2. We might, as well just, we might as well just call Kai, Kai Asakura the, uh, the Shido killer. Well, actually, you might as well call both Asakura brothers Shido killers. I mean, basically... Just give, give, them, like, give them the, 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 the Randy Orion legend killer theme. Oh, yeah, of course. 
Do the Asakura pose. First yeah, Yoki, now lying to Keshi. Uh huh. But he's yeah, he's a legend. His full, full name is his full name is Lion Takeshi anyway, and he obviously took a loss. With the win, Mikuru Asakura improves to nine and one with one no contest. Anyway, who I think last had a fight in like twenty fourteen or fifteen. I'm not sure, but he drops to twenty four and twelve. With the win, Mikuru had the following to say. My opponent seems to have studied me really well. He seemed slow, so I was prepared to not get hit at all. But he did catch me once because his timing was so good. No real damage, though. I was able to adapt and finish. But Leon, but Leon Takeshi, on the other hand, had this to say about Mikuru. His striking was so quick. I really wanted to land clean with my right hand, but his chin was solid. It was a short notice fight, but I did want it to participate on New Year's Eve. I would like, and the the crazy thing about Leon Takeshi is that he wants to fight for Ryzen again. Mm-hmm. Do you think it'll happen after what happened here? Oh, well, you know, I was thinking, you know, maybe we'll be- sorry, go ahead, Joseph. There you go. There's Kai's next opponent. <laughs> oh, watch him get worked by both Asakura brothers? Nah, no thanks. Well, here's the thing. You know, I I saw this card as a way for the winners to get onto a main... You know, as a way to get onto a main card in the future. So, if you know, what I'm thinking is that, you know, if they're going to do that the, the three-point plan that Sakaki Barra talks about, the losers on this show... Should go. Should be able to fight on the smaller shows. Those 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 smaller buildings. Those untelevised house show events. Perhaps, yeah. You know, work your way back up. You know, uh, uh to, to you know an actual Fuji TV card, Sky Perfect, Gal, whatever. Um, I think that I think that's the best. That's the best thing you could do with a fight with the fighters who've lost on this show. And then the winners, you know, put them on, you know, when that April card comes around, you know, if, um, if it, if it works out, you know, have the, have the winners, Azakura Brothers on there, or whoever else won, or keep in mind for the future shows as well. Um, but, uh, I, I just want to say, you know, if, if their whole, the whole goal is to, is for Azakura to, to knock out every Shuto fighter, uh, in the uh, in the universe, Ryzen is doing a great job of it by matching him with the right opponents. Oh, that they are. You want to ally with the UFC, do you? Uh, but I got no. But he says this fight was on short notice. Uh, do you know how long a notice of, of a fight this was by any chance? I don't. I don't... Uh, to be honest, I know they announced this belt like two or three weeks before the actual date of the event. I can't. So I, I can't. Guess it was short notice bout. I don't know. Was you? I would figure that they would have had the fight at least a month in advance, well, like signed and contracted, or at least in talks. So uh, maybe something. Maybe something happened to Mikuru's original opponent. Maybe. Well, there was that's the thing. There was no announcement uh, announcement for an opponent that he had, other than there was no no one from Yarinoka got canceled or um, had to uh, opt out. So I just wonder maybe if they originally if they were just. They're like, oh no, we need to add more fights. 
How about we get how about we get uh Mikuru versus so and so? Let's try that. Um So uh, that's what I'm thinking is that you know that they were just looking at that they were, that they were trying to book fights and they maybe needed to add more fights to the actual Yaranoka card. Uh to keep that to uh for the television uh or uh internet streaming audience however it was originally um um shown uh shown in Japan. Um but uh Mikuru is um any any supposed anybody who you think he should fight next Mikuru? Preferably non Shuto cuz he's going to he'll probably uh, kill them. Feed him the Oka Sasaki. Oh, that'd be inter- that'd be interesting. Um Yeah, well. Yeah, well. I'm trying to think of featherweight um right now. Who at featherweight right now would be a good opponent for him? Put him against Tyson. Could Tyson make featherweight? I don't know. I'm just pulling names out of my ass here. Okay, I'm trying. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the featherweight division is uh not not that not that uh not that um doesn't not a lot of people in, in that horizon. Christian, anybody who you think of that Mikuru could fight next? Oh no! Oh, Oh no! I think Dana White got him. Yep. And banished him to the old to the to, to the contender series. Um. But uh, yeah, this was a. I'm you know if they want to, I don't know who the, who the, who you could fight put up Mikuru against you know. I don't know. Maybe they can find another uh, Eastern Bloc fighter from Azerbaijan or Mongolia, Russia, Dagestan, Ukraine. There's got to be somebody. Wait, 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 wait! You telling me you want him to fight another Mongolian fighter? Well, here's the thing. I know that he would finish a Mongolian fighter. That I at least know. So at least we could. At least, it would be an exciting match that he he would at least make it exciting. I mean, he already actually he already did defeat a Kazakhstani fighter. So. Uh, and Dotbeck. Uh, hmm. So he's already defeated Eastern Bloc. Hey, Chris, are you back? Uh, yeah. Oh, we were uh, just we were just, just just discussing who should Mikuru fight next. Still here. We were discussing uh, who Mikuru should fight next. Do you have any ideas for opponents who should fight? He should fight next. Are you thinking, Christian, or did we lose you again? Well, to be quite honest, I don't know. Oh, who? Uh, Anthony Burchak? Oh. Hmm. Honest, I don't know. Can Anthony Burchak be at all? Oh, no, Anthony Burchak definitely could. Hold the internet cord above your head, Christian, like you did last time. Oh no! Well, are you uh, you're talking about Anthony Burchek? Yeah, uh, Anthony Burchek could make featherweight. I think he walks around probably at one forty, at, at maybe one sixty. Uh, he used to fight at bantamweight. Uh, and, and, so uh, I'm thinking maybe like Anthony Burchek. Uh, what weight class does Crookshank normally fight in? Crookshank, oh, lightweight. Light he can, he won't be able to make, he could never make featherweight. 
Um, unless he cut off a leg or something. Um, I don't know. You see, the thing, the thing is that also, I'm trying to it's very hard because also I would like him to face against a winner. Anthony Burchek, unfortunately, lost his is on a, a lost his, all of his fights in Ryzen so far, so I'm not so sure yeah. who. Yeah, he, Burchek going through a downward spiral right now. Though he did win his fights in Combat America, he did win his fight in Combat America. No, no, I'm talking about in terms of Ryzen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he's he's zero three in Ryzen. So I wouldn't want to match up, him up against an opponent who's already uh, who's who's won or who's uh, who's a winner. So I guess you know, yeah. I, uh, I, there, there's got to be somebody in the Japanese scene, oh, uh, who who's a one forty five er who could who would be a great opponent for uh, Mikuru. I just can't think of it at the moment. If, uh, yeah, I can't think of anybody. Um, I have a feeling this is one of those times. I, I have a feeling this is one of the times where you take advantage. You use your your partnerships that you got. Oh yeah, you could have. Oh yeah, you know, so somebody from Bellator. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, can y'all hear me now? Oh yes, we can hear you, uh, T, uh, uh, Christian. Yeah. Actually, no, yeah. Th- since yeah, we this got one of those times where now you take advantage uh, of the alliances that you have. For... Yeah, but basically, what I've been trying to say hey, for a moment. This fucking connection kills me. Is basically, I don't know who Mikuru would be able to fight because us and albeit they have alliances with other promotion. Obviously, Bellator wrote basically. Maybe grab some people from Pancreas. Hey, that would be a good idea. Uh, Teep, are you there? I thought it's Teep. I'm here. I'm here now. You guys hear me? Yeah, um, I'm curious to know. Well, we're we're thinking of fighters. There's a fighter Mikuru Azakura who fights at featherweight in Ryzen. Who are some of Bellator Bellator featherweight fighters that are um, maybe top ten right now? Would you say top top ten to top five? Well, um, Weichel might be. I don't know if he's staying at lightweight. He moved up to fight Yamaguchi. Oh, you know what? You know what? Come to think of it, come to think of it, Teep, and I hate to interrupt, but it's kind of my thing. <laughs> but you know who would be a perfect opponent for Mikuru Asakura to fight, or even Kai Asakura to fight? Who's that? Joe Taimanglo. Maybe Joe. Hey, that would be cool. But uh, isn't he a bantamweight? Or well, he did struggle with making one thirty-five. Yeah, so why not have his ass move up to 145 to face Mikuru? That'd be a good fight. He has a win over Cowboy. He went one and one with the Wolf. But I do agree, uh, Christian, what you say, that the featherweight division exactly is not rising strongest right now. So they definitely have to yeah. work on getting more... Yeah, fu- yeah more rising f- strengths are within the lighter weights. Yeah, it's funny, like... Everything besides featherweight is is not their is not their thing right now, um, especially with. Uh, there many, I don't think there are that many Japanese fighters who fight a featherweight. 
Which is funny because you know that's that's usually the the way you expect Japanese fighters to fight. Yeah, at. but when it comes down to you know not having any Japanese fighters to fight at featherweight, maybe they they maybe they can have somebody like a Joe Taimanglo or you know if they want to go domestic, even bring back Hatsu Hiyoki. Oh, but but Mikuru might have a few people. I mean, Pancras is making pennies and change at this point. Might have. Might might as well grab a featherweight from there. Sure. <laughs> well, it is Japan, so I mean, they just—it looks like they're doing a lightweight Grand Prix. So you just have the featherweights join the bigger competitors and tough shit. You know, it's Japan. That's how they do sometimes. Yeah, but that's you know, if the na- if a natural featherweight who fought Horizon would want to go up to lightweight, I can understand that. Yeah, okay, or to be fair, help. yes, he's going through the same crap with the with the women's featherweight. We're not hiring any. Oh damn! And when Chris Cyborg leaves the promotion, you know all hell is going to break loose, and they probably might do the same thing to that division that they done with the flyweights. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think in the case of women's featherweight, Bellator went ahead and signed a lot. Are there only so many women fighters who? you know, who can't make bantamweight. And so, sort of that pool is small, and Bellator signed a lot of them. They're trucking along. So I'm hoping the cyborg goes over. I, ju- I just saw the fight. I just, I, I, just got, I just got an idea. So, if anybody watched PFL, uh, season one, the, the, in the, in the main, uh, in the finals of the featherweight, it was between Lance Palmer and Steven Seiler. I say Steven Seiler... Versus Mikuru Azakura. Uh oh. Am I getting silence because nobody likes my idea? No, 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 no. I, I think that might work, but I don't. But you know, that that is a PFL. PFL might as well make a, a partnership with Ryzen if that's the case. Well, I think they're UFC league, aren't they? I don't know if they're going to go for that. They're sharing footage. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like Bam and Bells, or Bam and Bells, where they're sharing footage. Guys get out of contract. They just hired half their roster. I think these are feeder leagues, you know, even if it's not official. But um, when it comes to uh, to featherweights, we do have to talk about the main events, um, uh-huh. and uh, which had a um, a fighter at featherweight, I believe. Um, I believe Kawajiri fought at featherweight at one point. Um, along with, um, uh, it was actually a lightweight match. And, uh, Christian, are you there? Oh, no. God damn damn you, Dana. Damn you, Dana White. I normally, I normally do the, I do the, I don't do the, uh, fire introductions. I do that to Christian because he knows all this shit offhand, so... Christian? Hey, y'all hear me? Yes, we can hear you. I was just about to call... Wait, did you escape from the Ultimate Fighter house? (laughs) No, they caught... Now they dragged him back again. No, no, he's back. Well, actually, here's the other thing as well. The reason why why they don't have... Why Ryzen doesn't have a featherweight division anymore is because Crone uh, went to UFC, defected the UFC now, so... Oh, boo. And he's probably going to get the... You know what? I won't be surprised if, like, every other Gracie that's graced the UFC in recent years, he'll be getting the one-and-done treatment. Well, he's fighting, he's fighting, um, 
Alex Caceres or whatever what do you call him? Bruce Leroy Bruce Yeah, Bruce Leroy. So I don't I see him destroying him personally. Um Yeah, but if he has an embarrassing performance, if Crone has an embarrassing performance, then he'll be a one and done. Ah, okay. No, but did you see See Kron's fight with Kawajiri? He got that beautiful, dirty boxing. Yeah. He, and he's one of the rare guys who can literally jump guard and have, like, a, a, a you know, better than even chance of, like, pulling off some crazy shit. It was a beautiful. Mm-hmm. He absolutely yeah, beat his ass in every realm. But that sort of that collar tie and throwing the, the loop and punches and just sapping the cardio and leaning on him. It was beautiful. I think he's going to just smash that guy and, and go far. Yeah. In the UFC. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, freaking, he's freaking ducking freaking Yusuke Yachi. Dude's been trying to challenge him for years. Oh, I wanted to see that fight so bad, but now he's going to go over there, and they have they have a great division for him to work his way up in. I think he's going to go far. That was one of their best two signings in recent years. That, uh, yeah. Wouldn't it be so funny if it would be like with the UFC one days, like the, the old UFC days where like, where like, remember when Hoist was like kicking everybody's ass until I think Dan Severn happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got to talk about the main event, Christian. Uh, oh, yes, we do. And, of course, this was between two lightweight legends who never really got the chance to fight each other until, obviously, December 30th or December 31st. Anyways, Satoru Crazy Eyes, as Lenny Hart called him, I mean, Kitoka, Upped his record to 42-18-9, fresh off of losing the deep lightweight title. By defeating Tatsuya Crusher Kawajiri, who made an old nod to the Pride Days by coming out to Robbie Williams' Let Me Entertain You, he dropped to 36-13-2 in a split decision loss. Now, the post-fight quotes were as follows. Satoru said, I was able to show that I was prepared. In my last fight, I lost the deep lightweight championship, so this was just a nice restart. It was a split decision, but I'm still very happy. I hit Kawajiri with the solid punches early on, but he came back twice as hard, and I felt how strong his heart was. A win's a win, but I, of course, wanted to finish. And he wants to probably participate in the lightweight Grand Prix, but it'll be difficult for him. Kawajiri, on the other hand, said, I just couldn't fight the way I planned to. I have trained with Satoru many times. I like him as a fighter. I'm glad I was able to go out there and fight him. But honestly, my body hurts, my heart hurts, and I'm not quite, about, I'm not quite sure about my fight future. As far as conditioning, I'm much better suited as a lightweight. I slowed down huge in the second round. Of half of my fights at featherweight. But Kawajiri is basically saying, and he's basically saying that he's not so certain about his fight future. Do you think that this might lead to his retirement? I hope so. I hope so. He's not the same guy. You know, when, you know, when it's time, and this is with, and the same things with, with, with Liddell, like a few years ago, you just know that, that they don't have it anymore. And it's best that they just they just stop. This is not to say this doesn't mean I hate Kawajiri or anything. He's a great he was a great fighter at one point. There's a reason why he was nicknamed the Crusher. Um, 
he was pro he was one of the more successful I would say UFC a Japan Japanese guys UFC I would say probably next to Gomi. Um, it's just that he just doesn't have it anymore. I don't know if it's just if it's just years of wear and tear, weight cutting, just getting older. Uh, yeah, take, that weight. If you remember the weight cutting during the uh, to Bantamweight Grand Prix where he where he got laid out in the first round. Yeah. Uh huh. I don't know what it is, but he's just you know he's not this he's not the same fighter that was defeating people like like Bennett and Azaredo uh, and Firmino and and Josh Thompson. I forgot about that. Um, uh-huh. He's not. He's, he's just not the same guy. He really isn't. Um. I, yeah, it's unfortunately, you know, I think he didn't really say that he was going to retire. He never, he didn't say, uh, Sean O'Connell, when he won the PFL tournament, said, I'm done. I'm hanging my gloves up. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, and then he posted a lengthy post about how he wanted to do more commentary. Yeah, so, and uh, Kawajiri kind of like gave a non-retirement retirement speech, I guess you could say. I don't know, you know. I don't see what else. What else can he do? What is everybody else's thoughts on Kawajiri retiring? Well, if it is official, I mean, do you think that he would have done more in his career? I don't know what else. What else he could have done? Really, he fought in deep. He fought in one dream UFC strike force. He was around the block for many, many years. He fought, and at least. And at least he actually he won. At least he won a rising fight. At least against uh, Anthony Burchak. Yeah. Uh-huh. And also, you know, here's the thing: it was a split decision win, a split decision loss. So that means that means one judge saw it in his uh, saw it that he, that he won. So it wasn't. He didn't get knocked out. He didn't get submitted. He, it's not a bad. It's not a bad loss. It's kind. Of, it's kind of. I don't want to say it's like getting a, sil- a bronze or silver trophy. But it kind of is getting getting a, a split decision loss, and here's the thing: in the third round, he was he was outboxing Kitaoka. He was he uh-huh. he was doing really well in the third round, but I just don't think you know I I don't want to. There's just it's just not the same um, Kawajiri anymore. If you want to put him in some grappling tournaments, I have no problem with that. You know, if, you know, we want to do a tag team grappling tournament yeah. or. We, we, I banish you to quintet. Oh no! I, I, even a rise I'm talking about. Or yeah, if he even wants to do quintet stuff, that'd be great. Um, I just don't know what else. Uh, what else you really can do? Um, oh, maybe he can go be a maybe be a trainer or something. Maybe do some commentary. Oh yeah, probably could do some. You could probably do that. I wouldn't be surprised if he's even training people at this point. Um, yeah, I think I think I I've seen enough. Enough of of him throughout the throughout the years that I think he's had a good. Because uh, put it this way, let me put let me see if I can try to put it this way. Um, if he retire, if he decided to retire now, hang the gloves up. You know, none of us would blame him. He had yeah. a great career, yes. right? Yes. Uh-huh. Or would it be like the Terry Funk? I will never retire. I hope not. And and like and and do and end up like Chuck Liddell. Yeah. Laid out with one strike. One one strike. I hope not. I really hope not. I hope not either. I think it's about the heart. I think, you know, the 
fight, he can fight like just, you know, completely beatable opponents or selected. So, uh, Teep, can you repeat that again? Uh, you were, it was very muffled, the, uh, what you were saying. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you better. Yeah, I was saying, if he, if he still has a passion for fighting, you know, he only gets over the loss. If, if he still has that willpower, like, I'm, I'm a believer they should just do what they want. I mean, take their life. But uh, maybe he should fight just, like, really beatable fighters just to be out there and make some money or fight celebrities. If he sounds no, Oh, Lord. I never, I never, like, this guy should stop because, you know, you live one, I want them to live it up, but, uh, you know, I, I'm always down for free fights, so if he was like, oh, let me fight this, this Japanese rapper, I'm cool with that. Okay. I, 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 I that, 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 Hulk Hogan, celebrity MMA. <laughs> one of the one of the greatest fights of all time as far as entertainment. Jose Canseco fighting Hongman Choi. Oh no. Oh, Please yeah. do not talk about that damn fight. No man, that's one of my favorite fights of all time. I love it. I love it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, well, we'll feed let's feed uh we'll feed let's feed Kawasui to uh I understand that Jose Canseco was basically coming in looking for a payday, but the dude got overmatched and obviously, you know, stood in like a foot shorter than Hongman Choi, obviously. Everybody looked small in front of Hongman Choi, but still, the dude was just overmatched by Hongman oh. Choi, obviously. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So, wait, wait. So, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Hongman Choi, or do you feed him? To Giant Silva or Macafari. Uh, I'd rather see. I would much rather. Have Come seen on, I'm pretty sure Hogan. you guys were for Macafari. I would much rather have seen Macafari face off against Jose Canseco. I am shocked you know who I'm talking about. Uh, what were you trying to say, Justin? I couldn't hear you. I said I'm shocked you know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. He was a former Olympic wrestler. Looks like somebody was watching Hustle back in the day. <laughs> oh, what about, so what about Kitawoka? Do you put Kitawoka in this lightweight tournament? That's most likely going to happen. Hey, you know, if he wants to fight, I mean, I don't see why not. But he's basically said that it might drain him. Well, yeah, I'm going to guess he's probably fought in tournaments before. You know, Japan. I feel like every MMA fighter in Japan has fought in at least one tournament at some point. So it shouldn't be... I don't think it should be any... any Unless I'm wrong, it shouldn't be an unfamiliar territory for him. Yeah, but... you know, Yeah, but, you know, but... Yeah, but those are tournaments. This is a Grand Prix. Oh, <laughs> no okay. tournament has higher stakes than a, than, a, than a Pride or Ryzen Grand Prix. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um... But yes, uh, I had I had no issue with the judges giving it to Kitaoka. Um Split decision, I think it's fair. Um, and uh, it was a it was a good way to uh, to uh, start off Ryzen fourteen. What, it, what so Christian? What do you think about this overall? What do you think about the overall Yaranoka card? You think it's something that they should do in the future, uh, or was it just something for New Year's Eve they should do? What do you think? Well, you know, I think it was a special, I think it was a special, special thing that they just done for New Year's Eve, you know, 
just to get people warming up about the entire show. But do I think that they should do it again? Uh, not in that type of setting, but with the fact that there probably might be, you know, uh, there with the fact that obviously the UFC ain't going to be doing a New Year's weekend show because of their new contract with ESPN permitting that. And yeah. obviously, I guarantee you they were, I, I guarantee you, no, 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 wait, wait, hold on. I can guarantee, I think this is how it went. Hey, ESPN, we want to do shows on New Year's Eve. Fuck right off. <laughs> yeah, we got football to worry about, pal. We ain't going to let you take over our weekend just so that we can promote your shitty show. Uh, yeah, you know, basically, I'm sorry, go ahead, go basically ahead. Basically, with Ryzen, I mean, with the UFC not going to be doing a show this new, I mean, obviously, New Year's weekend 2019, with them not going to, with the UFC not going to do a show on that weekend, it would give Ryzen the okay to just go ahead and do the December 29th and 31st cards as the only game in town, and I would like to see you know, those events happen, but would I want to see a Yarnoka type of card? Probably not. Well, here's the other thing I was, I mean, I was thinking. You think this was kind of like a precursor to those uh, to those smaller shows that they were, that, that Sakakaki Bar was talking about? That this is kind of like, it was kind of like a blueprint for what they're going to do? Like, yeah. you know, eight, seven fights type cards with, um... With, with, you know, maybe, you know, semi-well-known main eventers. And on the bottom, debuters or people that are try- still climbing up the ladder. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that, but that's assuming if, they, uh, if, he, if he actually goes, goes through with the three arrows plan. I think they will. I think they're going to. I think, I think it's just something that's, that they're definitely going to um, go AT, through. Uh, AT, what do you think? Do you think the uh, Saki Bar might go through with the Three Arrows plan? That's where they have like the smaller shows, size shows, and the large ones. Yeah, yeah, the small, medium, and the uh, the large shows. You think they'll? You think that that might go into effect? And if, what was the deal with the studio, Rising Studio? Is that like where they could challenge matches, like like say Harbuchi on the belt or that kind of thing? I I don't know. Um, I actually I, don't know. I'm actually I, curious I, I about the Studio Rising show. To be honest, Joseph, I'm thinking about that myself because is it going to be more of a foreign thing? Like, are we going to see, I mean, with this whole Studio Rising thing, are we going to be seeing shows in the States or shows in China or something? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they might, maybe it might be maybe doing like some of the Rising shows in a, a TV studio. <laughs> like Andrew, so. Andrew, 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 what, Andrew, what do you think the Studio Rising is? What do you think? Like, what, what's the, you got a theory? Um, so I'm pretty sure when you heard about the Studio Rising thing, when Sakibara was talking about plans and stuff, I'm pretty sure you were curious. Didn't it? It sounded like they said that they're going to have their own studio to do tapings or something along those lines. Um, that's what I interpreted what he said, or at least that's what I thought he said. Um, but initially, I I initially, the three arrow plan was, if American TV, 
get pride is if American TV wasn't going to give pride a time slot, what makes you think they'll give rise in a time slot? Well, I think I think that uh, these would be only internet only the the, the 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 smaller shows, and then you have the B level shows which will be on Fight or whatever, and then you have the A level shows which you know, of course, you know, like the Rise and New Year's Eve shows and the uh, holiday shows and all that sort. So that's what I thought was the uh, the three hours plan, what he was talking about, and so basically what the Aranoga car was was kind of a a preview of what these smaller sh- the smaller shows could be. The B level or the uh, studio, even Studio Horizon shows that uh, Sakaki Barra talked about. That's what I. That's why I think the purpose was of of the card. Um, Theater shows like Build Up Records. Yeah, you know, have debuting fighters or you know. Oh, you mean like how? uh, You mean like how Pride Bushido was like back in the day? Uh, Uh, Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I think the the B level shows would be more like Pride Bushido, but this if if this if he's really talking about like studio shows that are that are either in a studio or like Shinkiba or Shinjuku Face, that those only hold about two hundred people. So they're getting like if they get any fighters for those, they're gonna be like O and O, one and O, two and O fighters for those shows. Maybe even amateurs. And they did say they actually wanted. I did say they. they he did say he wants to spread out to other cities in uh, Japan. Yes, and they want to do something in China. They might do a a, a show in uh, Hawaii. Um, but well, if, they're, if they were if they were going to do that in Hawaii, it would have to be with Bellator. Right? Yes, yes, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. But uh, what... well, I thought overall the Aranoka card. Would you give it a thumbs up, uh, Christian? Huh. Thumbs all the way up. Did you have a fight, a fight of the night, or a, a performance of the night, knockout of the night? Um, oh, oh, most definitely. My knockout of the night would be kind of what. I mean, my performance of the night would be kind of not blah. Kind of what knocking out Sheon in eleven seconds. That's my performance of the night. That is, uh, that is an. I would agree with that. Also, gotta give credit to I to Aishimizu. Oh no. Coming in and defeating uh, uh, an already experienced MMA fighter with those brutal elbows and punches from the mount. Um, also, Shiratori, uh, once again going for Uza's uh, Achilles heel in his chest with a beautiful right knee. Um, and putting him down. But, um, yeah, that's the Yaranoka card. Um, I do suggest that everybody can watch it. If you if you if you the way you can is go on fights, uh, order the show order the show the Ryzen fourteen show, and you do get the the Yaranoka show along with it. So basically, you get two shows for the price for of the one. Price of one. Yes. Yep. You get the Yaranoka card completely free. So if you haven't seen Ryzen fourteen, make sure you order it, and you'll get the Yaranoka card absolutely free. Exactly, and it's a I would call it a great appetizer. To the main dish of Ryzen 14, but before I before that that's discussed, I just want everybody to give out their uh, Twitter handles as well. Um, uh, Christian, uh, we lost Teeth apparently. Uh, Joseph, whoever you know, one of you, give your your Twitter handles out for people to follow you for this uh, for this portion of the uh, Ryzen 14 uh, review show. Well, okay, you can go ahead, Joseph. Yeah, I was talking. Damn it. Um, yeah. Um, if you guys, if you guys, if you guys want to follow me, follow me. Um, at SCA Wrestling on Twitter. 
And if you want to follow me on Twitter, feel free to check me out on Twitter at ChrisGary92. I mean, uh, if you follow me, I will follow you back. And also, uh, uh, you also write for Focus Fights, so make sure to follow Focus Focus Fights. Fights. Yes, you guys, I mean, when it came down to the Ryzen 14 Rookies article, I don't know what to say, but we, I mean, we've been doing kind of well for our first year at Focus Fights. I mean, even though we hope that 2019 will be something incredible, but yeah. Focus Fights. You can follow us on Twitter, Focus Fights. You can check out our website, FocusFights.com. We cover combat sports events and prospects from all over the globe. The combat sports scenes of the U.S., U.K., Japan, South Korea, and Russia will be emphasized. So, yeah, focus at Focus Fights on Twitter. FocusFights.com is the web handle. And if you want to follow the We Are Rising podcast Twitter, you can follow us at We Are Rising Pod. And if you so desire to follow my personal account, where you'll see me arguing with other wrestling fans, you can follow me at a benja one. And We Are Rising, as always, available on SoundCloud and also on Stitcher. And my goal is also get on iTunes this year. Uh-huh. Uh, and also, sorry, unfortunately, he can't give his Twitter handle because uh, we lost him to uh, 1FC. But if you want to follow Teep yep. to the Junk, you can follow him on Twitter at Teep to the Junk. T-E-E-P to the Junk. And he's your go-to guy for Bellator. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially on the Focus Fights website as well. And in part two... Uh, we will have a full discussion of the Ryzen 14 card, which we are all looking forward to talking about.